0: Hello and welcome to So What You're Saying Is, I'm Peter Whittle. Now, my guest this week was on our show about a year and a half ago when we first started. I'm delighted to welcome him back. It's the documentary maker Martin Durkin, who has been called the Michael Moore of the right in the past. Uh, You might have seen some of his great long-form documentaries, such as the great climate change swindle, Brexit, the movie, My personal favorite was Thatcher, Death of a Revolutionary. Uh, He's just got a new documentary out, The Great American Race Game. Um, Before we talk, Martin, I think we should probably just take a brief look at a clip of the documentary. So here we go. They're racist, 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 racist. Everything's racist.
1: The race grievance industry would have you believe that blacks get up and think about nothing else except race. If I tell you this is racist, if I tell you that is racist, yeah, I'm gonna get you emotional, I'm
0: gonna get you to jump, I'm gonna get you to skip.
1: There is a whole big uh, cottage industry for racism. If racism went away, a lot of people would be unemployed. The mob during the Minneapolis riots following the death of George Floyd, bunch of white thugs frankly, Burning down the city's traditional Black and Asian business district while chanting "Black Lives Matter," it was literally surreal. Oh, but we black, you gonna tell me how to be black, right? Y'all don't care about Black people. I am not asking. I am 100 percent. American. You got the same Democrat party who've been terrorizing black people from the beginning and now y'all got the audacity to say black lives matter their bread and butter in their bottom line their raison d'etre and everything that they're trying to do depends upon people being kept in these boxes
0: Martin um can you tell us a bit about the film i have to say i watched watched it um Actually, before you tell us about it, can you tell us where one can see it? That's a crucial thing.
1: Uh, Well, I'm delighted that
0: you asked me that.
1: Um, (laughs) uh, You can see it on um, www.greatamericanracegame.com. Right. For the first time in my life, I've launched a a, a film online. And so I'm uh, uh, praying that some people will go and watch it. Otherwise, I lose all my money.
0: So did you actually you what is your own money or
1: uh, yeah, no, it was my very own money. Um uh, this and I found that guns which I'm nearly finished. Um and uh I thought either I can try to get a a, a normal mainstream media broadcaster to uh, uh, commission this for they were never gonna do it. It yeah. just wasn't going to happen, you know, such as the kind of blanket of woke tyranny that has gripped um, they, and, and not only really gripped the industry, but the industry creates that it's just, I knew I would have to do it myself. So uh, I've um, splurged my own money rather than nervously.
0: Well, I mean, I thought it's a remarkable uh, documentary. I really, did. I would r- recommend everyone go and watch it. It's, it's fantastic. It gives a, a narrative of history and a side to history that you just simply, I think most people will be unaware of. But could you just tell us, what, it is basically, is it not about how the Democrat Party in America has managed somehow to capture the votes of black voters, but from a, an entirely, or well, corrupt position, you might say.
1: Yeah, it's about the cynical politics of race. It's, it, I started um, wanting to do it when, um, <clears throat> well, there were events like George Floyd. And all of the, after that, I could see the kind of the radical left, you know, upper middle class, white, um, uh, um, uh, activists circling like vultures around this event, um, and all the talk around the event, I thought this is just hypocrisy. This is just not not real. Um, you know, there was just so much lies and disingenuous stuff that I was. Um, 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 I thought I'd like to do something about the politics of race because I, I was just not convinced that it was what it seemed.
0: Mm. And I mean, it achieves that beautifully because I some of the most uh, moving parts of it, I found, was when you told the story of the black experience in America during a period of terrible racism, but their extraordinary success in the face of this, what may be from 1900 to 1950?
1: Oh yeah, from from the abolition of slavery until really the mid part of the 20th century, the progress made um, by black people in America um, is extraordinary in the face of Awful racism, Uh, but nevertheless, you know, they were building um, businesses, huge numbers of businesses, um, uh, their own colleges, their own universities, their own churches, they were owning their own homes, they were owning their own farms, you know, to a quite remarkable extent and building communities that were, you know, resilient and self-reliant and admirable in so many ways. And that's the kind of story that isn't told. It needs to be told not just because it's of historic interest, but needs to be told because it shines a light on what's going on today. So you have, you know, I think one of the documentaries that won the Oscars was going on about how you look, look at levels of black incarceration in American prisons. That is clearly the result of racism. Well, actually, if you go back to the 1930s, most people in, in American prisons were white, 8 out of 10 people were white and that was in the face of racism which was clearly far worse than it is today. Mm. So it simply cannot, ex- racism cannot explain why there are so many black people in, in American prisons today, for example, mm. um, and nor can it uh, explain the, the, the collapse of the black family because the, 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 in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, the marriage rate in the black community in America was really high. Divorce rates were low. Most children were not born out of wedlock. They were, uh, you know, family life was very stable. Communities were very stable. So the question is what, you know, transformed those admirable communities, admirable, as I say, in the face of the most disgusting racism, into these absolute nightmare ghettos uh, uh, today, certainly where where a lot of uh, uh, poor black Americans live.
0: It it seems from the film that, uh I mean, I'm not giving anything w- away about the documentary. Spoiler here. alert. <laughs> no, no, it's just that, uh, obviously, because it's very full of details. It's an hour and a half long, I think, is it? Not yeah, an hour nearly. And a half. Uh, but there were a number of events that happened, or rather developments, one being welfare and one being, as well, the sort of hijacking by the, Demo- the Democrat-, Democrat Party, which actually had always been, well, sort of supported slavery, hadn't it?
1: Yeah, no. The, the the anyone with the faintest knowledge of you know uh, 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 American history, mm. sort of stretching back, <clears throat> you know, a couple of centuries, knows the Democrats was the, they were the party of the South. They were the party of slavery. Mm. They were the party of segregation. Uh, you know, the Democrats. It was Democrats who formed the KKK. You know, the K, it was described as the, the, the terror wing of the Democrat Party. Mm. You know, the. Uh, 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 the um, uh, Republican Party was the Republican uh, was the party of Lincoln. Mm. Um, black people set up local Republican parties, state Republican parties in the South. I think until nineteen thirty, there were about thirty ish black congressmen had been elected to the U.S. Congress. All of them were Republican. You know, it was simply not. You know, the the, the Democrat Party's party absolutely as someone says in the film, had blood on their hands as regards, you know, the race issue. It wasn't until, I mean, they're kicking off with the New Deal, but, you know, not until the 60s did they really manage to, you know, flip that coin. And and now, of course, it's weird for people with not much understanding of history. They, they don't believe it when you say the Democrats, historically the party of racism. I mean, they had election posters that had Democrat Party, the party of the white man. Mm. And the Republican Party is the party of the Negro. I mean, mm. this was what the Democrats uh, pu- pushed out.
0: I, I see some great uh, illustrations, some great examples of that in the mm. film. Actually, what, therefore, how do you view the current situation in America with the new administration, where this is now entirely embedded, isn't it? This whole attitude, this particular reading, that it's all about systemic racism. This is now this is now the reigning orthodoxy government academic in the culture, isn't it?
1: Well, the, the Democrats had to flip because m- most black people in America lived in the South and that was where their stronghold was. And so they had kept effectively black people out of the voting booths by Jim Crow laws for decades and decades. But when they realized that was going to change, either they um, you know captured the black vote or they'd be dead. They would be absolutely dead in the water. Um, and so they did that. We tell the story of how they did that, in particular in the 60s with welfare. Um, but. Um, The same process actually as as, as, as the introduction of the welfare state also alienated a lot of working class people. I mean, the the astonishing thing was the the same flip happens in that decade of the decade of the Democrats starting to lose the working class vote. Of course, you have it in uh, not just in America, you have it in Britain as well. You know, the Labour Party Mm. has ceased to be the party of the industrial working class um, and it is the party of middle class state sector Mm. people. Um, And uh, the same thing happens in America, um, they lose the working class vote. And since the 1960s, and not enough people realize this, most white uh, white Americans vote Republican and have voted Republican for decades, ever since the 1960s. In every single US presidential election, most white Americans vote Republican. The Democrats would not have had a single person in the White House had it not been for the black vote. They are absolutely dependent on it. And so if 60% of black people in America woke up tomorrow morning and decided that they weren't black after all, they were just Americans and were going to vote mm. any which way, it would be an absolute, what Nigerian calls an existential crisis for the Democrats. They are dead in the water. So they have to focus relentlessly on race. They need black people to continue to think of themselves as a distinct racial group at odds with the rest of... Society and they need to be, be, view the Democrats as the answer to their problems, and they and, and because they and they focus on that relentlessly. Mm. That that is an absolute. Without that, they're dead. And again, this a not dissimilar thing is happening in the UK, where you know instead of a lot of working class voters that they've lost, lost that will go to UKIP or Tory or whatever, um, you know the immigrant vote is terribly, terribly, or the ethnic minority vote is terribly important to Labour, and so racism becomes this thing where. They must, you know, effectively promote the fear of racism and spectre of racism in order to drive um, uh, black people to the to, to the polls to keep them, you know, th- this kind of besieged mentality going.
0: It is remarkably similar to here, actually, as you say. Um, I would have thought that what's happened with Labour that would probably be quite a good subject for one of your documentaries, wouldn't it, as well? I mean, That'd be
1: good if I could afford another one. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. What is the position now, Martin, with, you know, the kind of work that you've done and uh, been acclaimed for and uh, very popular? The media landscape is not even what it was 10, 15 years ago, is it? You, you mentioned there that this sort of thing, you wouldn't get it on terrestrial TV. Yeah. No,
1: none of the none of the main platforms, yeah. I think, would take um, uh, 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 films of a, of a libertarian or classical liberal mm. um, uh, perspective. You know, it's got to be alternative media now. I mean, it is extraordinary. I mean, it is absolutely extraordinary the the grip mm. on uh, uh, the mainstream media world that the um, that you know woke socialism has.
0: But the thing is that that seems to have tightened and tightened.
1: Yeah. And narrowed and narrowed and narrowed, mm-hmm. and I mean it's part of the race story as well. You know, the you know the the um, but, uh, this all started when I was saying to a mate, you know, what shall I make Islamic um, films on. I was I was going to make a couple of US orientated films because most of my films are UK. I'm going to do things about yeah. America yeah. and he said don't make one about race and don't make one about guns so that's so that what have you done? precisely what I did <laughs> but but nevertheless you know you, you you if you tell people you're going to make a couple of films on this you, oh, they say are you mad mm-hmm. you know are you crazy mm-hmm. they're going to kill you mm-hmm. you know you'll be ruined mm-hmm. um, luckily I'm old enough now that I don't give a damn but um, you know if, if I were younger I would you know definitely be worried about making these sorts of films because your career in the mainstream media industry
0: Well, actually, that's one of the things I going to ask you about. I mean, you know, younger people who are not necessarily signed up with the whole Woke Agenda, you know, there isn't—well, where would they go? There aren't that many places now that they could actually go, surely. I mean, would, for example, you know, when you made your program about climate change, for example, would that even—would get commissioned now?
1: I mean, I I doubt it. And the, and, the, and the sort of people, I mean, luckily there were a couple of mavericks, a few mavericks who were in the industry uh, uh, back in the day. Uh, Sarah Ramsden, Hamish Makura, people like that. I mean, great. Uh, Hamish Makura is still in the industry. I'm going to be careful. Um, and so Sarah actually. But um, but you know, the, I, I I don't know of any of those people who are bold enough to to um, uh, to stick their necks out like that anymore. It's terribly. I think younger people. Younger people, um, you know, they've got to be entrepreneurial now. They've got to mm. think, right? We're going to raise some money, you know, to try and get the money together, make the film, try and get it out there. I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm you know, putting these things out online. I hope people will watch at www great. Oh, we'll put <laughs> it
0: on the after under, the, and I'll need a end. Have you had much reaction to it so far?
1: I know it's just it's gone up. It's only just gone up.
0: Okay. I think, I mean, you have gone right to the, more than guns, I'd suggest, you've gone right to the heart of everything at the moment. Do you ever sort of feel, I mean, are you fearless or do you ever feel, oh, actually, why am I doing this? Why am I going to put myself through this? and taking something on like that?
1: Um, well, you do, I do, I, I, I mean, mainly it's because mm-hmm. my, you know, my wife gets, she, she's nervous because we'll, you know, we're not invited to any dinner parties in North London anymore. But right, I mean, apart from that, I mean, I don't, I mean, BLM, I mean, are you nervous about being attacked by BLM? As far as I can see, BLM, Antifa, all these people are a bunch of scallywags, I mean, you yeah, know, they yeah. need to be called out. Yeah. You know, what on earth, you know, if BLM was a genuine, in a black grassroots organization that really represented, the, then I would, you know, A, I wouldn't attack them um, and B, I'd be scared of them. But, you know, as it happens, I mean, they've got absolutely nothing to do with real black people mm. in America. Mm. You know, look at what, what they stand for. They stand for, you know, they're Marxist, they're anti-consum- anti-consumerist, well, mm. anti-consumer society. Show me the working class back people who are anti-consumerist. Mm. You know, they want a flat screen telly. They like clothes. They mm. like shoes. They like a nice BMW to go around mm. in. Yeah, they're, they're sensible. They like, they're like consumer goods. Um, the people who are anti-consumerist, actually, as it happens, are, you know, upper middle class, mm. white environmentalist types who consume an awful lot. You know, Al Gore is anti-consumerist. I mean, how fat is he? Yeah, Does yeah. he ever stop eating? How many houses has he got in swimming pools? Mm. You know, of course, they are consumers, but they've got Apple laptops and their iPad. and they go traveling. It's a different sort of consumption. Mm. They despise working class consumption. They're, 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 that, that kick has nothing to do with ordinary, ordinary black people. They're into trans rights. Mm. Go to a gym with a lot of black blokes in or go to a black church in Hackney and try telling them about trans rights. You know, there is a lot of, you know, reasonably you know, conservative, small c, kind of, you know, thinking goes on in the the, the black community. They're yeah. religious. They're, a lot of them are against abortion. Mm. You know, climate change. Are they thinking about climate change? Of course not, because it's all codswallop. That these are, you know, genuine grassroots organisations that represent real people. They are, you know, uh, uh, absurd leftist uh, 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 upper middle class organisations that are con jobs and need to be called out. So I'm not, I'm not at all uh, 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 far from frightened of them.
0: I think it was, a. I, I think Brendan O'Neill, it might have been, actually said that, uh, you know, the whole woke thing was sort of a revolt of the overprivileged, you know. I mean, certainly when you see, for example, in your program, you see, because you, you've managed to get get hold of uh, two young, one young black woman herself who's like going against the grain. She starts the program Bevelin, out. Evelyn yeah. yeah. But uh, basically... Uh, all the people, the demonstrators you see, are white, aren't they? And middle class. Just like when we saw Edward Coulson's statue being, you know, slung in the river, it was sort of like John Snow said, I've never seen so many white people, you know, it was, um, it was just... A, it no, was if you look white. at
1: the, and we, we look at the rushes, obviously, we don't just have the news reports, we get the original yeah. And You look at these demonstrations, and they're just a sea of young white university students Effectively, mm-hmm. and then occasionally you see the camera person. Oh, they spot someone who's black there, and they go and they get a on the back. And then that poor unfortunate fellow. Like we've got one here. We've got you know they turn up <laughs> about five times because they're all <laughs> yeah, trying yeah. to do, yeah. do, do do that. I mean, it it is it is ridiculous. If if BLM are organising their own thing, they'll make sure that there are only sort of black faces on there. So they care to sort of. Um, uh, orchestrated but by and large i mean look at antifa i mean you know mm. as if antifa had anything to do with mm. working class people i mm. mean you know they are they are you know upper class white radical left poncers. i mean they're just i mean ah uh,
0: is this why the media, on the whole, tend to be sympathetic? Do you think because it's also because they also upper up, up yes, middle class,
1: <laughs> yes. university educated sponsors. But um, When
0: you sort of talk about they, they put the camera here and there and everything, I, no, the level of distrust now of the media—I have never known it to be at such a, a level. I mean, we've—I worked in television at one point. I know you obviously you've been. In, for a long time, I and mean, can you remember it being this low? I, I people generally don't trust what they.
1: No, it's got worse and worse and worse, mm-hmm. and it's got tighter and tighter and tighter. And and and, and telly used to represent and be for uh, working class people. You know, I used to work at ITV. I can't remember whether you were at ITV. Remember, ITV it South Bank show. Oh, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Both yeah. L, old LWT's. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, I mean, uh, uh, you know, the, the back in the day, yeah. you know, Cilla Black, all that kind of thing, you know, it, it was uh, uh, mm. a... And, and now the, the grip of the kind of leftist woke intelligentsia on, on the... On the, on the is particularly strong in non-commercial channels, BBC, yeah. Channel 4, because, you know, they are... they've got the sense of purpose, and mm. there's purpose obviously as middle-class leftists is is woke authoritarianism
0: what about this thing we've been going through over the past year you know dare I say it, Covid the pandemic um I would have thought that that would be grist to your mill at some point as well as as a documentary maker
1: yeah no there are a few things I'd like to make a, 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 a film films about I mean I, I've, I've got to get a model going, I, if I can make these two films work and mm. if people go to them and uh, I, can, I can, at the very least cover my costs on them, then you know I can roll out more films. But um, certainly it's, it's, now I'm, I think the rest of what's left of filmmaking in me has got to, it will have to be along that kind of, as I say, entrepreneurial model where we put things out, we just bypass mm. the gatekeepers in mm. the BBC and so on and um, uh, try to make it work.
0: So, so basically, the, the way you make it work is by people paying to watch it. It's as simple as that. They go to the site, and then watch what do they pay? Sort of $3.99 right.
1: you know, uh, uh, for a click, and hope we get enough $3.99 yeah, to yeah. so um, uh, um, make it back.
0: You were presumably making the race documentary du- during the past year. Obviously, you've been doing it during the past year, during all of these uh, restrictions we've had you are generally not sympathetic to the whole thing are you is that right martin to the lockdown for example
1: no i'm not really sympathetic right. no <laughs> no i think the um, the uh, uh, it's, it's it's been I, I think it terrifies me more than anything else the degree to which and you can see the logic behind it you know the, the, the mm-hmm. people don't want to be ill and so on and so forth but um you know it has played to all of those authoritarian inst- instincts mm-hmm. that were that were strong anyway Current in society, and it's just sort of been a boost to all of that stuff, which is really worrying. And Mm. to see the the you know the the behavior of the police and all all this kind of Mm. thing. I mean, it's ironic because the um, obviously the role of the police comes up with uh, the the race question as well, because they say you know all these racist cops and you know well they they they, aren't the all these and defund the police and all that sort of thing and. which is nonsense I've I've met far more racist many more racist environmentalists than I've met racist cops but you know nevertheless these people will go on about over overweening policing but they describe themselves as Marxists I mean they support you know, social, have they, have they ever read about the Soviet Union or communist China? If you want no, overweening policing, yes. go there. They're yeah. police states, yes. you know. Yeah. But um, uh, but yeah, all the COVID, I'm sure that um, uh, we'd agree on the worrying mm-hmm. uh, trends in COVID, all this COVID business.
0: How, how transformative do you think it will prove to have been the past year?
1: Oh my God. I mean, I fear. Um, Very transformative, I I think I'm really, all this Biden stuff about, you know, let's have world taxation, Mm. a basic level of taxation over the whole world. Um, 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 That and the, you know, the vaccine passports and the knowing where you are and uh, 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 stand here, do that. I mean, people are being acclimatized to a degree of um, subservience and obedience which I think is terrifying. It's mm. ap- culturally, utterly poisonous. Mm. Um, you know, when are we going uh, to start? Why are the young kids not getting b- throwing bricks? Why are they putting up with it? I mean, their lives are being utterly ruined, mm. but they're all kowtowing and masks on and all that sort of thing. I think they're, they're, I, I, I'm very worried.
0: I think actually that is one of the most surprising things, actually, the young people. I found this is entirely anecdotal, right? It's entirely anecdotal. Um, But when it comes to people enforcing restrictions, saying when you can and cannot go into a bar or or taking your order and everything, I've often found that younger people seem to be far more by the book. You know, there is no give and take, you know. Uh, All one often needs is some sense of mutuality, maybe some humour. To get you to but there's none There's this, you know there's this just righteousness, there's this righteousness. I, I think there's a
1: class thing there i think middle class um uh, white especially mm. um uh, children are that righteous played by the book i think mm. if you go out into essex no one no no <laughs> no, no. no one's playing yes, it by true. the book mm. you know working class they don't to get the stuff mm. i mean working class are not of the stuff about gm food about climate all that sort of thing all the concerns of the you know left-wing middle-class intelligentsia you know are not shared by the vast majority of real people in the country is the, is the encouraging thing.
0: Yeah, actually, but this is a class, it's the great uh, invisible thing now, isn't it? Or rather, should I say, the great unconsidered thing. Uh, you know, in, 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 in the woke revolution, in, in, the, in the situation with COVID, all of these situations, the class element is sort of like, it's just never gone into. It. And it seems to be of a piece with Labour's more or less entirely giving up. The idea of actually looking after working-class peoples, you know, representing them. It's it's entirely gone. It seems to be, I mean, you as someone who came originally from the left, you know, that must strike you particularly, surely. Oh, I'm
1: astonished at the snobbery of the left, Mm. the snobbery of all these statists. I mean, the whole status proposition is that, you know, the state has the experts, the Mm. university-educated elite, who are going to look after and regulate the lives of ordinary people yeah. and it is a source of intense irritation to uh you know the democrats in america that the working class don't want to be regulated and don't aren't don't want high taxes you know socialism does not appeal to ordinary working-class people yeah. and so they condemn them as deplorables you know they're just mm. these they're scum these rednecks and racism actually comes in quite handy for for demonizing them you know why do all these working-class people vote for trump vote, vote mm. republican they're racist bigots. Mm-hmm. They must be racist bigots. Racism, again, comes in handy there as a kind of slur to mm-hmm. anyone who, 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 who opposes them. And they, they use it against political opponents as well. Just a cheap political slur. You're a racist. Mm-hmm. You know, so the whole term's been degraded into just a sort of um, a, a political insult. But yeah, the working classes, they, they are not, working classes are not socialists. Surprise, surprise. And it is not, and they're not green either. Mm. And that's not a surprise either, because mm. they're the green saying we've all got to consume less. And a lot of working class people are thinking, do you know what? Historically, thankfully, we are consuming more than we ever have in all of mm. human history. Mm. We're not very keen on tightening our belts, mm. thank you very mm. bloody much.
0: Mm. Um, no, there is this kind of extraordinary self-righteousness, as you say, and, and, uh, and it's not shared by, by working class people. Um, I think you've sort of already t- said something about this, much, but I, I don't want to be too doom-laden which means I'm going to be, but you know, would you, if young people starting out want to make documentaries, or would you sort of say that they've just simply got to be one man bands, one woman bands, just forget it, you know, you're not going to get this, anything you want to maybe make onto mainstream broadcasts anymore, would you say that?
1: Well, I think that um, uh, uh, I mean the industry is collapsing anyway. I mean, apart well, from this is being, what I
0: mean. This is my perception, but I don't want to sound. But when you say collapsing, how? Is it? I
1: mean, I mean, you look at. I mean, I think what's the average? viewer age for the bbc i mean it's about you know 111 or something yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it is shot i mean it is in its 70s i think you know they, mm. they are ancient mm. um and the bbc oh, i can't think it's going to last i mean too few people watch it they're all really old and the bbc don't want any old viewers so they i mean you know they just uh, they don't mm. know what the hell they're mm. on about and generally terrestrial tv and uh, and even cable tv are in you know very great decline I mean, at the moment the platforms are coming up the ott platforms um but even there you know there's a limit on how many netflixes discovery plus da, 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 you're going you you know you're going to going to want to. so the whole geology is changing um, uh, uh, as, it, as it were of the uh, of the industry so in a way it's 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 quite a good time you know start a podcast um, try to make your own um, Long-form films are more expensive mm. to make and, and, and that sort of thing, but shorter things are much easier to make and shove onto YouTube. Um, and that revolution hasn't finished. I mean, part of the trouble is monetizing it, you mm. know, because you can make something, you get it out there, and if you're lucky, it'll get a lot of views. But you know, how do you get any money back? So, mm. so as a living, it's it's hard. But um, but the nice thing is, you know, it's it's. I think it's a good thing that it's that it's been burst wide open
0: what's your view of people like Netflix I mean do you because we we've had Frank Frady actually on quite recently he was sort of talking about Netflix on the whole being a bit of a malign influence when it came to this sort of slightly watered-down wokery you know but that there is an agenda you know there is an agenda which you sort of sense do, do you feel that with Netflix I mean or do you think it's been a good thing on the whole or
1: um. Well, there's a limit to what I can say about because I'm still in the industry. Right. Okay, so, uh, okay. so um, I, I'm much as it is sorely tempting,
0: <laughs> no, no <laughs> to fine. take the gloves off. <laughs>
1: there's uh, there there is only so much I can sort of say yeah. about specific uh, broadcasters.
0: Yeah. Because one thing they do do, I have to say, is they do have platforms for long and beautifully made documentaries i saw one recently on nina simone for example it's just wonderful it was just oh wonderful.
1: yeah if you want to make a doc on you know nina simone or, yes. or uh, uh, you know a lovely a, a doc
0: that doesn't upset people no, no, and no, that no. doesn't
1: take a, a libertarian no. or classical liberal view mm. that's fine mm. it's specifically um uh, 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 you know the kind of films that we're talking about what
0: about the guns one what stage are we with that actually
1: um, i i i finish in about four weeks so i'm halfway through the edit
0: oh right okay okay and this is just simply going to be looking at what the 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 current argument about um, it's looking at
1: the whole second amendment thing and the i mean biden has come out and he's um you know raised the specter of gun control again um and it's looking at that and it is a very very robust um defense of the second amendment um and the second amendment Properly read, which is a defense of ordinary people to keep and 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 bear arms, mm. um, and it's from a big historical perspective. So it's looking at the, you know, the the, the situation today with 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 guns, mm. um, you know, what problems they're supposed to cause, and the you know the, the reality of that, and also the his, it's a it's a broad sweep of history as well, the ancient Greeks, the ancient Romans, the Middle Ages, absolutism, mm. Mm. you know, the whole story of because um, as soon as you. Look back in history; you see the, the, the whole of history, the whole of human history, pretty much is the history of, for the most part, an armed small elite um, oppressing a large mass of unarmed uh, folk underneath. And it's only very rarely does that uh, reverse itself. In, in, in ancient Greece, you know, ordinary people armed themselves. In the Repo- Roman Republic, ordinary people armed themselves. The militias in England, unlike um, uh, um, a Europe, and the 15th 16th 17th centuries and so on and so forth so it tells the the big story but also just calls out a lot of the rubbish that's talked about guns uh today you know that america because this is, is vision of america is this is blood everywhere you yes, know it's just yes, every, it's yes. being shot to bits um in fact mass shootings form a tiny, tiny, tiny proportion of the number of people who die from guns in America. Nearly everyone dies because they the, uh, 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 well, uh, uh, the biggest chunk is people who kill themselves from guns because guns are really good for killing yourself. Mm. Um, and as for the rest, um, it's simply not true that this is a gun problem over the whole of America. Internationally, you see loads of countries with loads of guns, very high levels of gun ownership like Switzerland, with incredibly low crime rates in general and mm. crime, but I think Switzerland's got about half the gun murder rate in the UK and it's got one of the highest rates of gun ownership in the world.
0: Switzerland? Yeah really. and you have the
1: same in Finland and uh, 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 Israel and loads of other countries. And within the US you have states with the highest rates of gun ownership, New Hampshire, Mm. with the lowest rates of gun violence Mm. and states with not very high rates of gun ownership like Illinois with very high rates of gun violence. It's simply not, there's not a correlation between numbers of guns and the amount of gun violence. And indeed, when you go within the states, there's there's a further breakdown that if you look at Illinois, where the gun murder rate is very high, if you're white, it's not high at all. I mean, if you're white in loads of states in America, the gun murder rate is lower than it is in the UK and France and Germany. The problem is, if you are black and specifically, if you're black in, and not just if you're black, it's the specific thing, if you're in one of those inner city ghetto areas, that is where the criminal, the gun mayhem is happening. Um, and so really, again, it's, it's, it's going back to welfare. It's a, it's a problem of the welfare state and what that has done to poor black communities in America. But so it's uh, talk
0: about that. When, when you're, you know, obviously these are American subjects you're doing, uh, do you feel that America has fundamentally changed i mean you said that obviously it's not drenched in blood you know to guns you know that impression you know that's given by the media and everything but my feeling as somebody who's gone back and forth to america all my life and lived out uh, is um my, my attitude to it's fundamentally changed now i just can't help feeling that uh its spirit has changed would you go along with that I
1: mean, uh, again, it's hard because you often get it through the media lens Mm. Um, and certainly if you believe the kind of mainstream media in the US, then I I think the spirit has changed. But you go further into America, Mm. and you actually talk to real Americans and I think there's an enormous frustration there, which is why people were voting for Trump. We're saying, you know, that's not us. Actually we're still the same America Mm. in many ways that we were before. but, um, but you're right, there is an enormous culture war going, going on there. And, you know, part of the reason for doing the guns one was that I don't want that American sense of powerful sense of individualism and freedom and gutsiness to die. Mm. Uh, because, my God, if, if it dies in America, then, I, you know, we've got Europe over there. Yeah. I mean, there's America, there's us. I mean, there's the Anglophone countries where, you know, they're, they're, it's still a bit strong, but it's strongest of all in America. Um, and so it would, you know, we, we, it's like we'll fight. That's the kind of the big fight that's going to be fought.
0: So now, uh, if people want to watch it again, the Great American Race Game is at www.
1: And uh, they can see it now. They can see it right now, please see it now it's right. full of laughs it's it's uh, it's uh, it's a hoot of a film it's not po faced um it's very it's very fast and uh, yeah. uh funny in parts And t- i glad you found it moving oh it was, I did. there's very it's uh, there are a lot of powerful a lot of powerful stuff in there and some great great um interviewees Bevel and beatty brilliant mm. bob Woodson, Glenn Lowry. Wilfred Riley. I mean, loads of really good folk in there. The late Walter Williams, mm. the late great Walter Williams. I got a uh, 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 lucky interview be before he died. Um, and so please do watch it.
0: Yes, of course. And, uh, you know, we have a viewers in America as well, so you've got even less reason not not to watch it. Um, Martin, thank you very much. Come thank on you on, very thank much for and, having uh, me again. And also the guns. When you say you're editing it, so that would be out what uh, available to see what in a couple of months time a couple, couple of yeah, months a couple of months time yeah. okay thank you very much martin Durkin. that's it for so what you're saying is this week uh please do remember won't you to subscribe as i always say and uh, we shall see you next time thank you very much